Hi guys, while I was recording the um, following review, I did put a fair few spoiler warnings in place, um, and then I ended up revealing almost the entire movie. So definitely, if you want shorthand version, splits of split, I keep saying split, Glass is a very good movie into the last act, and then it falls apart. Um, that's the review. Specifics, I go in full spoilers in the next thing. So you get two warnings as the review is going on in the next part. First warnings for make pretty big spoilers. Second warnings for full on major spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled, don't listen to the next review. The gist is it's good until third act and falls apart. Specifics are coming up, but again, if you want to see the movie first, see it and then listen to this review, okay? Right, with that said, let's get on with it. Hello, this is Ian Austin, and this is the first Friday Night Fright Limitless of Year. Those who are listening in season one will remember occasionally I'll do a Limitless episode, which was me reviewing a movie and I saw Eogen using my Limitless card. Well, here's another installment flat, and this one's for the movie class. From two minute point, I'll be doing full spoilers. I should warn you, stop listening about that point if you don't want to be spoiled for the movie. First minute and a half, two minutes, so it's going to be me reviewing it. I won't say up front that I enjoyed the first two thirds of this movie. I thought it was really good. Generally gripping stuff, some great acting. Samuel Jackson in particular does an amazing job, although he's matched by James McAvoy. Bruce Willis tends to go back more to that subtle style of acting that Shia Malong had early in his career. And very matter and matter of fact, he's not trying to steal show. He's very much trying to play it matter of factly, I guess you can say. Very realistic, very grounded. But it's his best acting performance in a few years, I'd say. He clearly gets what Shia Malong wants and Shia Malong gets what Bruce Willis can do at this point. So that's good. Um, the action's good. Um... The tension, the, the sort of set building, scene building is really good. Sarah Paulson's very good too. No, I, I think two thirds of a really, really good movie. And then last act, yeah, um, I'm going spoilers in a few seconds, but it really lets the movie down. I'd say if you're rating it, I'd say it's much. I didn't enjoy Split much at all. So I'd say it's better than Split, but it doesn't hold the ground as much as Unbreakable did. And I think part of the reason why it's because Unbreakable was quite was one simple story. Two, it was before the oversaturation super movies. Since then, we've had so many that this kind of falls down a bit. And I'm going to go and spoil this now. So you got the ten second countdown. Ten, nine. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Right, spoiler time. Um, the last act is a mess. It's a mess from the point that the characters um really interact for the first time. To be honest, because there is interaction up to that point, but it's all scene setting for the big fight. Essentially, the best way for this movie is akin to a Rocky movie where you get. The fight, the first fight between the hero and villain, which David Dunn and um, uh, the Horde, the Beast, even. You get that first fight, which ends with them being sent to a psychiatric hospital. And then rest movies setting up that they're going to fight again 
it's setting up the rematch and it does a great job remake you want to see it by re-getting into characters of David Dunn and um the beast Kevin Wendell Crumb and all the distinct personalities like Patricia and Dennis and Reed does a great job of bringing the supporting characters back because really it's trying to make you feel for the characters a lot of superhero movies do superficial character work but they don't really get into minds of characters because there's not enough time and licenses and all that crap whereas this is clearly designed more as a psychological thriller slash horror movie with superhero elements than superhero movie in that guard is taking the feel first unbreakable and merging it with split in that so it does a great job of combining universes in a cool way. Problem is, therein lies the flaw. While it is cool to do, at a certain point, it feels like they're jamming two genres together because the first Unbreakable was not a horror movie. It had terrifying aspects with some of the home invasions and stuff like that and people David Dunn fought. But didn't really know like feel like a horror movie and split did so jamming those together and best parts of this movie are when they have the pure character stuff when they're getting into some more of the superhero bits it falls down a little and then a lot near the end the essential gist of moving then is um sarah paulson's character dr staples staple um, staple, which is another term, you know, you've got staple, you've got glass, you've got broken, you've got unbreakable, so, and, um, essentially, right, going back, David Dunn has been working in home security since the end of the last movie, I guess, it's this direct sequel to that and split, it's set 19 years after unbreakable, which is crazy, think about, so this movie is very much about Starting off with David Dunn trying to track down Beast. And we find out that David Dunn and his son from the first movie are working in team. His son being kind of the Oracle character in this movie. Oh, had, these are full spoilers, by the way. Complete spoilers. So I'll put that in the head into. And he's trapped King Beast and traps him and saves some cheerleaders. And they fight. And the first fight's really cool because it's very much in darkness and it's very unchoreographed and very sloppy, but in a good way. Lots of super movies feel overly choreographed action sequences. This feels like two guys, like untrained guys having a fight. Although you think they've done with training in 19 years. So that's quite cool. That's a good fight. But then they're trapped by cops and Dr. Staple. And here's the first problem I have with the movie. The premise essentially boils down to Dr. Staple is a psychiatrist specialising in superhero disorders. Okay? But then they say superheroes don't exist. So if they don't exist, how can she be specialised specialist in field which doesn't exist, you know? That's the first red herring, which I'll pick up on when get gem for the review. And then they're trapped in a psychiatric hostel, which is really cool because it's a unique idea. It's that sort of Arkham Asylum idea. So you have um, the personalities are trapped and there's a device which is like a light that shines and forces the personalities to... One personality to leave and another one come to the light. So that's quite a cool device. And the plot gist of movies, Sarah Paulson's character, Dr. Stable, trying to undo the delusions of these characters and that's interesting to an extent but at the same time it feels like you're 
filling time into big fights because it's clear M. Night Shyamalan doesn't want to do a big superhero movie. He wants to keep very grounded, which is not a problem, and I respect that because I'm great, great for grounding, that's fine. But there's not a lot of meat to, psychi- to psychiatric hospital scenes, and they're not bad. There's some great character stuff in there, but you get spits. For example, right, one of the key things is um, Samuel Jackson's character Elijah from the um, Unbreakable. He spends first half the movie comatose, and then he kicks his plot in high gear, which is fine. It's just you get a lot of scenes of like you not leaving your room, are you, Elijah? And he just looks blank at the camera. And Samuel Jackson's a great actor, and he's a wonderful job in this movie, especially in the end. But you feel like you're wasting your ace in the hole by having him do nothing. And I get that's how movie is designed, but you know it. It also f- suffers because we never really get that scene with him and David Dunn. You know, right, that really great, it's been 19 years, amazing meet-up scene game. We don't really get that. You get teases of it. And I don't know, maybe it's a writing thing. Maybe Samuel Jackson did say they changed the ending last minute, which makes a lot of sense. That might have had more of an impact than that original ending. But 19 years to see these characters and a lot of people want an Unbreakable sequel and we get it, but we don't get much time. We get more time with the supporting characters from three movies, Elijah's mother, uh, David Dunn's son and Casey from Split, which is fine. It's not a problem. They're all good actors and they're all good scenes. It's just that big scene, David Dunn and Elijah doesn't happen. And there's also... Oh no, I, I I get that they're trying to make um, Kevin Wendell Crumb into a synthetic figure and James Cavill again does a really good job. But after Split, it's like, no, not really. It doesn't entirely work. It feels a bit forced. They also try to go down to um, a big point where they reveal a theory a lot of people guessed about the train crash, um, namely Kevin's farping. But then you stop and think, wait a second. That was public news. Why is it? It feels like it's a weird twist to throw in just to wrap up neat ends, I guess, to combine the trilogies. And there's nothing wrong with that intrinsically, but the the whole thing find Unbreakable was Elijah literally created David Dunn. He just meant to see if anyone could survive that train crash. And David Dunn did. So he knew after that, you're my guy. That's fine. But then they try and throw Split into it too. And to be honest, M. Night Shyamalan might have had this idea when he made Unbreakable. He did say he had an early version of the Horde in that movie, which he took out because he thought, it's too much. Actually, no, it wouldn't work because train crash. It's just, it's sloppy. And it's sloppy trying to connect Dot's writing that didn't be connected because the rest, first two thirds of the movie are a bit slow but very subtle. And then that's like you're just being smashed over the head with it. Like, crap, we got to wrap this thing up. Um, essentially, Elijah's plan is to reveal the superheroes to the entire world, which is, you know, interesting. It's cool. But. Then it gets after breakdown, all of that stuff gets to the final fight, and it's the stuff we've done. And um, 
uh, Wendell Crumman, Horde and Beast. It's really good because it's that chronicle feel of we're going to capture this footage from a distance using video cameras, which is a done lot better than Chronicle because here it's more subtle heroics, if that makes any sense. So they do bars and throw people in cars and stuff like that. Whereas Chronicle is stuff exploding and God knows. This seems terrifying because it's it's human enough that your mind can correlate it, but it's inhuman enough that you're scared witless, I guess. And yeah, then it still falls off cliff because you find out what Ellis, what Dr. Staples' agenda really is. And, you know, I'm not going to spoil that. I'm not going to spoil that. I'm just going to say that it's... Ugh. M. Night Shyamalan has this weird thing where he feels like he needs to throw in the big moments, you know? And you thought he would have learned from Split and, like, Unbreakable, which are more subtle. They do have endings which kind of change how you view the movie, but they don't come out of nowhere. They feel very logical, you know? But this goes back to, like, the big sweeping moment, you know? And it's it really put me off the entire movie, to be honest. Um... It's when the movie falters because up to that point it's a really interesting movie and then he tends to ah, it's irritating. I don't know if that's review. Screw it, I'll put major spoiling warn major spoiler warning on this. Alright, so you got ten seconds before I ruin the ending for you, okay? Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five four, three, two, one. If you're still listening to this point, I, I, you, you had spoiler warning and then major spoiler warning. Okay, so the ending of the movie is... Uh, <laughs> uh, Dr. Staples works for a superhuman elimination organisation which meets in public, in restaurants, waits for everyone to leave and then they talk about their agendas, which is stupid. And they showed up to get rid of the beast, the horde, and David Dunn and Elijah were just casualties. As she says in the end movie, I we would have left you alone but had to deal with beast. Okay, so their thing is superheroes create soup lead to more soup villains. Okay. But they left they've done alone for nineteen years your head just rackles thinking about it. It doesn't make any sense. It feels like cop-out bullshit. And at the same time, it's it's, te- it's a tease at the end. Like, hey, we'll make more sequels. It's like, why? Dung's gone. Elijah's gone. The Beast is gone. The three actors carrying this shit are gone. We're never going to get that big scene with Bruce Willis and Elijah again. And it's just like... I think what they won't try and put across is reality in series, but it's like, well, yeah, but it does, but that's a really unsatisfying end on so many levels. After 19 years waiting for Unbreakable, to go down that superhero trope, oh, it's terrible. Really off-putting. Which is a shame, because take that aside, and Split is a really... Uh, Sorry, not Split. Split's not very good. Glass is a very good movie. Shove more Samuel Jackson, though. 
it feels like it's meant to, but it's that Captain America Civil War standpoint where he doesn't have enough of movie, you know? He has half of it. From second half onwards, it's his movie, but first half is all David Dunn, Kevin Wendell, Grumman, Beast, and all that crap. So, yeah, that's my review of Glass. And so I... I, I hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I'd recommend it. But then again, I don't think you should listen to this review before you watch the movie. So, you know, hopefully you've seen the movie first. Wait, this is the first Friday Night Fright Limitless of 2019. And I'm sure I'll be doing more soon. Until next time, remember, life is beautiful. <laughs>